Did you know that there are over 65 million Gen Xers, yet so few financial advisors focus on Gen X? Why? It's because you aren't rich. Yet. Welcome to the Gen X Money Advisor with Michael Labus, certified financial planner, certified college funding specialist, and founder of Gen X Wealth Partners. This podcast focuses on the specific needs of Gen Xers by a Gen Xer. Get ready to explore topics that will help you get your retirement on track, maximize your dollar towards your child's education, and successfully manage aging parents. We will even sprinkle in a little health and wellness, travel and leisure, and time and stress management. Come and experience the expertise of Michael and his special guests who focus on enhancing the quality of your life today and in the future. Now, on to the show. It's one of the most important times of the year. No, no, not holiday shopping, not yet. It's open enrollment. Now, reviewing and choosing benefits should get some time and attention from you, but as host Michael Labus points out, that is not usually the case. This is part one of two on this topic. I'm Patrice Sikora. Michael, let's start with what is open enrollment? What is open enrollment? Thank you, Pat. Yes, this is a very important topic that gets no love. There are seasons all throughout the year. The four seasons, there's holiday season, there's hunting season, fishing season, baseball season, football season. But open enrollment season gets no love, probably because it actually requires some work on your part, not going out and having fun. And Pat, you are right. This does not get enough attention. Most people spend less than 15 minutes making their selections. We're talking about open enrollment for employee benefits. So this typically occurs on November 1st through the end of the year. So you'll get something in the mail in October Here's your new health insurance options. Here's your new enhancements to the plan. Take a look, review them, make your selections. What do you do when you get stuff like that in the mail? Personally, exactly. You put it next to a pile of stuff that you don't want to uh, address, right? And then you forget about it. And then it comes up, you get to the holiday season, you're going through your mail because you're actually getting stuff you want, packages. Oh, shoot. I got to look at this. I should probably do that. Okay. And then you take... 15 minutes or less because you're so crunched for time. I don't, I, I understand why it gets so little attention because it's not fun, but this is actually something that should require a lot more of your attention because it's so impactful. And I, I like, need to jump in here for just a second because you have to realize that the decisions you're making at that point will last for the next year. Correct. Yes. You messed up and you are messed up for a year. Correct. So you actually have to bust out that uh, you know magic eight ball or the pixie dust or the you know Nostradamus ball that you have and predict the future to a certain extent. So today I'd like to talk to you about you know, why are these benefits important? What are you missing out on? How can you maximize your benefits? And ultimately, we're going to talk to our self-employed friends on how they can maximize their employee benefits. So let's talk about, first off, what are the most common benefits? Well, you think health insurance, health insurance. right away. Yeah, that's the big one. Whenever I talk to my, my clients, hey, let me take a look at your health, or sorry, your employee benefits. First thing I talk about is health insurance. So health insurance, yeah. this is one that gets 
not enough attention either. And it's so crucial for Gen X. It's disability insurance. So we're going to talk about that, what that means. Mm-hmm. Another very uh, common one is dental and vision. Uh, that can sometimes be tied into the health insurance. We'll talk about that. Life insurance, paid time off, 401k or pension, uh, which is a dinosaur, by the way. Family leave, uh, sometimes also maternity mm-hmm. leave yeah. uh, or parental leave. And then also some less common benefits, which are remote work, which is becoming a very hot topic uh, in, in today's world. Um, student loan repayment, which is pretty cool if you have that as an option. Health savings account contributions, which can add some additional benefits. And something that can also help your career, which is professional development and continued education dollars, getting money for advanced degrees, so on and so forth. So I think we should start with health insurance because that's the big one. Where else are you going to get this coverage unless you shop for it yourself? A lot of times I talk to my clients and I say, all right, tell me about your health insurance. And the first thing they say is, well, hey, I'm paying you know, for my family for $712. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's fine. And then I say, well, what does that plan offer? What's the deductible? What's the out-of-pocket maximum? And they kind of give me this, this blank stare, like, I don't know. I'm like, well, that's pretty important. Um, so when I talk to my clients about health insurance, I talk to them about, you know, are you taking any medications? What's your expected cost for medical care in a given year? I also talk to them about their budget, right? If you've got a proper emergency fund, you might, and if you're healthy, you might be able to afford a higher deductible plan, banking on your own health and maybe potentially saving some money, but having catastrophic coverage if something horrible happens. If your family takes a lot of medications or has certain illnesses that require a lot of care, it probably makes sense to have a better health plan that will cover more of your expenses because you're going to meet those deductibles. This is crucial. And another thing to think about is, is your doctor in network? I mean, sometimes companies change their plans. It happens. This is why comparing and contrasting uh, a spouse's plan makes sense. I just talked to a client yesterday and he was telling me, hey, my wife got a new job. And so the first thing I said is, hey, that's great. I'd like to see her new benefits package. And we talked about that. And I said, so do you guys have a plan? Have you looked at that? I'm sure you looked at that before you accepted the offer. And he's like, yeah, uh, I th- we're right now we're on my benefits, but I think we're going to go on to hers next year because the healthcare is better. Okay. So that's comparing and contrasting, making sure that you take advantage of the best plan for your family. So yeah, is your net- doctor network? Now, what's your expected uh, medical cost? Like I said, is the account HSA eligible, health savings account eligible? Those typically require a higher deductible. And I'll talk about HSAs here a little bit later. So the health insurance is huge. Finding the wrong, you know, being in the wrong plan could be very costly. I mean, life happens. And I had uh, a friend who had a higher deductible plan, as an example, didn't have an emergency fund. And then had an accident happen, and he got walloped with a massive bill that he couldn't afford. So 
it's looking at your personal situation and recognizing that sometimes cheapest isn't the best for you. Even though you might think you're wasting dollars by paying a higher premium, it also protects you and your, and your wallets in the event of something catastrophic happening. So when you look at health insurance with children, you know, you want to look at, make sure that sometimes you have dental that's covered. Sometimes you have eyeglasses that are covered and depending upon their age, you know, there could be some things that come up that you want to make sure they're covered preventative care, things of that nature, you know, make, make sure you're maximizing your health insurance also. So when you're young, you feel invincible and I'm just starting to recognize that I'm not invincible. Uh, you wake up in the morning. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't feel quite as good as it used to. So a few years ago, I started going to uh, get my actual annual physical. I was probably, I don't know, 36 when I started doing this. And before then, I never went to the doctor. I, I didn't see any need. I was healthy. I was invincible. Uh, so make sure you're actually using your benefits. I'm all about maximizing uh, any opportunity. And when you look at health insurance, there could be savings that if you look at your healthcare, that you could have savings at drugstores, on prescriptions, on, on devices, so on and so forth. There's incredible value to be obtained. But if you don't know what those benefits are, they're going to be wasted. I don't want to get too personal with my health, but you know I have had some good insight into my health that I would not have had had I not gone to my physical. And I started running, not because I'm out, you know, in any medical need, but I started running to get healthier, so on and so forth. So with that, with that knowledge comes power to get ahead of your uh, medical needs. So as boring as it is, health insurance is super important and can have a huge impact. Uh, on your family's health and on your family's wallet. Spend some time with that. So another thing that needs some attention is disability insurance. And this is something that I don't think a lot of people understand what it actually does. And I think people think of AFLAC when they think of disability insurance. You know, if you can't go to work, there's good money coming in. That was actually a really good um, campaign they had because it brought to attention the need for disability insurance. There's two types of disability insurance. There's short-term and there's long-term. And short-term disability would typically cover um, things like recovery from a surgery, an extended illness, childbirth. And these have what they call elimination periods ranging from zero to 60 day. An elimination period is basically the time from when you have an onset of a we'll call it a situation until when they actually start to pay benefits. So something like childbirth might be 60 days. Something like an extended illness might be from the day that you, you know, have it, but that varies. Long-term disability covers more severe injuries that can cause potential disabilities that prevent you from going to work, doing your job. Uh, elimination periods are typically 180 to even 360 days. You basically would go on short-term disability. And once that drops off, then you probably go into long-term disability. So there's a, a segue there. Now, these plans can cover up to 60% of your pre-tax income. So what do you do when you're looking at your disability insurance options? First off, you want to elect both. Now, if there's an option for you to pay for it or for your company pay for it. If it makes sense in your budget, you should pay for it. Because if you pay for it, 
that benefit becomes tax-free. If your company pays for it, you'll save a little bit of money, but if you actually use it, that benefit then becomes taxable. So in that situation, I see a lot of times they don't even have my, my clients, they don't even have the option of paying for it themselves. It's just like an added benefit that they've elected, which is great. It's nice. But uh, in that instance, you're not actually getting your full benefit that you're entitled to. So I actually help my clients get supplemental disability insurance to fill that gap. So if you're getting 60%, but it's taxable, you might be eligible for another 15% to maximize that benefit. And that's something that I do for my clients because 60% of your pay, you have to look at your budget. What's that going to do to you? Is that going to keep you afloat? Are you taking on debt? Um, You need to make sure that you're getting as much as you can in the event of something horrible happening. So that's something that I'm sure that no one talks to their to their employees about is hey even though we offer this benefit you know you could get supplemental they're not going to have that chat with you so it's important that you have that chat with yourself or your advisor because that's a huge opportunity that most people don't even recognize exists. Michael, do you find that most Gen X folks just skip over the disability question? Without a doubt, because we are invincible. We think we're invincible, but at this stage of life having disability insurance is one of the most crucial things. So there's so many people dependent upon us. And one of our biggest assets is the ability to earn a living. And if you don't have that ability, things start to falter. I talk about foundational planning and the first line of defense is your emergency account. Okay. If you're disabled for two years, let's say as that, as an example, how would that impact your finances, your emergency fund? Even if it was the six months, that might be depleted. You might be taking on debt. You might be going into retirement funds, taking a loan against your 401k, borrowing money. That's a bad cycle to go down. And making sure that you're protected is crucial. And disability insurance is is one of the ways to do that. A lot of people don't recognize how reasonably priced it is. Personal policies typically will run 1% to 3% of your income. 1% to 3% separates you from financial disaster, potentially to being able to maintain your lifestyle. Disability insurance is income insurance. It's lifestyle insurance. And I'm going to say nine on 10 people I talk to don't have it outside of work. And maybe they don't even have it at work. So uh, it's definitely something that needs to be on the top of everybody's mind when it comes to uh, employee benefits. Next, we have dental and vision. And most employers offer this. And it's really inexpensive when you think about it. But again, going back to the health insurance, use the benefit. Most dental plans have a vesting schedule as an example. So in the first year, preventative, and every year actually, preventative care is is covered. So you go to get your six-month checkup. That's going to be covered. Kids, adults, covered. But let's say you need to have something more major done. Maybe you need a crown or a root canal or something else. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, I've had both, not necessarily fun. If you had that in the first year, only certain amounts can be covered. If you have, you know, first year, second year, third year, they're going to be covered more because they're hoping that you've practiced preventative care 
And if you switch plans constantly, you're not going to have, you're going to start from scratch again. I've ha- that's happened to me where I found a better plan, but I didn't recognize that I started in the year one of covered care. And um, you learn, you learn that lesson. So go get your checkups, take advantage of, of what they're, they're providing. And the same thing with vision, your, you know, preventative care is covered. So go get your annual checkup. And with your vision plans, you're probably going to get discounts on classes, contacts, and there might be even some LASIK benefits there. And just like the health insurance with the dental and the vision, there's probably discounts. It seems that every plan has a discount program and take a look at it. You might be surprised as to what you can save there. So definitely uh, maximize what you're being offered from these plans. And if you think about it, if everybody practiced preventative care from dental division and got their annual physical, I think not immediately, but over the long term, our all of our costs would go down because we would be avoiding to have major surgeries. So that's my plea to everybody to use their benefits and practice preventative medicine because that drives everybody's prices down. Well, not only that too, you don't want the stress of an emergency, something that could have been avoided if you'd been taking care of it. Without a doubt. And I know it's, it's not fun to, to fess up to something. If you think something's hurting you or, or you've got something that you know needs done, people put off things that are painful, but it only costs you more in the end. Um, so get out there and, and, and take care of those needs. Use your insurance. Another benefit that I think is misunderstood is life insurance. And most companies will offer one to three times your salary. And that's going to be probably a very little cost to you if, if, if there is a cost to you. Um, some companies offer you the ability to buy. That, that's, a, that's a good benefit to take advantage of, again, because uh, you're part of a group plan. So there's not going to be any underwriting. You're not going to have to go through a physical. They're just going to say, here, here's an extra quarter million dollars. Uh, it might cost you a little bit of money, but it'll be cheap because it's a group plan. And if you have um, health conditions and you can't get a personal policy, this might be your only avenue. So definitely take that into consideration. One drawback to life insurance through an employer is typically, I mean, that it is something that you can't take with you if you would leave that company. So it's tied to your employment. So it can be sometimes a sticky asset in terms of you considering to leave or not, depending upon your health, but that's just something that I need everybody to recognize. And that's what I mean by it's misunderstood. I talked to a lot of people and they say, well, I got, I'm good. I got insurance through my employer. I'm like, well, that's great that you got that, but have you considered this scenario? And most people haven't or didn't recognize that they couldn't take it with them. A lot of gig workers too, moving back and forth between different jobs. What do they do? Well, that's a good question. And I look at insurance that you have through your employer as bonus coverage because you can't count on being there when you need it. And you should always have a policy outside of work that isn't tied to your employment. Term insurance is reasonably priced because the fact is that most term policies don't pay out. 98% of term policies don't pay out. And we're young, we're healthier, and you can get a lot of bang for your buck. When you buy term insurance, you're not having any cash value, all of your premium dollars goes towards that death benefit. So it's really the best coverage for young people looking for a death benefit. So even if you had a quarter million of through your employer, you probably want to match that at a minimum outside of work um, based upon your needs. 
And it's another thing that I don't think people realize is to make sure that their beneficiaries are correct. I mean, you fill out these, these life insurance elections really once. It's not like your health insurance, not really looking at this every year, perhaps, or your vision as your needs change. Your life insurance, you've got three times salary. That's not going to change. But maybe you got married. Maybe you got divorced. Maybe you've got kids. And you took this election nine years ago, your life has totally changed. So make sure that your beneficiaries are correct. That's huge. And I see a lot of times they're not. And the clients kind of look at me embarrassed. I'm like, well, you know, it's okay. We figured it out. We found it. So that's a big one. Um, And then another benefit that is important for our mental health, I think, which is uh, paid time off. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it all across the board. Uh, I worked at the bank. I got, uh, what was it? 15 days. I think my girlfriend, she gets a lot more than that. And I'm, I, I'm rather jealous of her paid time off, but that's a huge benefit. And the sad thing is, is that most people don't use it. Which I find to be so totally stupid. If you've got the time, take it. Exactly. Exactly. I don't, and this is a, uh, we can have another discussion about this, but this is really a, a byproduct of our culture. You don't want to get behind. You know, if you, if you go and take a, a week vacation, maybe your coworker picks up your slack and does such a good job and, and then they get the promotion and you don't. I think shame on the employers for promoting a work environment that, yeah, they give you this, but it's kind of like, a, you're not going to take it because you're not going to benefit if you do. But I say, take the time off for your mental health. It's so important. So when you're you know, looking at your employee benefits package, make sure that you uh, maximize those dates. If it's 15, take 15. If it's 12, take 12. Sometimes companies will offer that. Um, maybe you want to uh, roll over some for an epic trip. I know that when I worked for Charles Schwab, in your fifth year, every fifth year, you got a one-month off sabbatical. On top of your on top of your paid time off, so every five years you got a you got a month off. I was like, I never got to use it, but I was like, that's pretty cool. You could go on an epic trip or or you know do a project at home or whatever you wanted to do with a month, and they encouraged that. And I kind of have a rule of thumb with myself that you know in a day when when my work starts to deteriorate and it's not as good as it was ten minutes ago. I tell myself I should stop. And I think if we look at that in a, in a sense of, of the year, you need to recharge your battery. You know, you can't just keep going and going and going. I mean, it, we all strive to be the energizer bunny, but that's just not healthy. So maximize that time and don't feel guilty about it. So these are benefits that, you know, if you actually looked at it, it might take you, it might take you an hour. Okay. So by not doing it, you might save 45 minutes, but those 45 minutes could make or break a lot of things in your household. And, you know, talking to an advisor about this and how it impacts you. Uh, a lot of this can be, you know, in Greek uh, to you. You might not understand the, the terms, um, but we're here to help and make sure that you're choosing the best plans for your family, making sure you have proper coverage and you understand the risks you're taking if you don't have the coverage, but I always say that knowledge is power and it's important. So there, there are some other benefits that I mentioned. I mentioned the, the other biggest one besides health insurance is probably 
401k or the dinosaur pension. I could talk about that for hours. We're not going to. So we're going to talk about the 401k and pension. We'll talk about family leave. We're going to talk about remote work, student loan repayment, which is really interesting, health savings account contributions, which I'll tie back into the health insurance. And then lastly, professional development and continued education dollars. And I also have not forgotten about my self-employed friends like myself. Uh, We don't have employee benefit packages. They don't exist. So what do you do in this case? And I can talk to us about how we can build our own packages and shop it out and really you know, mimic what other companies are doing. Um, and there's some things that you also have to do that uh, you don't see. And I'll, I'll share what those are um, next time. Michael, how can people reach you before we end here? Certainly. So I always ask people to follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, Gen X Money Advisor. Please check out my website, genxwealthpartners.com. You can go there to find out how I'm helping uh, Gen Xers take control of their finances. And I look forward to seeing you all back for the next episode, which will continue this riveting discussion about how to maximize your employee benefits and how doing so can really you know, help improve the health of your family and also save you some potential dollars. Michael Labus, host of the Gen X Money Advisor. Follow, as he said, or subscribe to know when the latest episode is ready. And of course, share with those all around you, friends and family. They might learn something, and I'll bet you they'd thank you for it. I'm Patrice Sakora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Gen X Money Advisor podcast. Click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Gen X Wealth Partners. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FNRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Gen X Wealth Partners is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS.